0: Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today, Caroline is going to talk about resilience in the face of COVID-19. In very simple terms, resilience is how quickly you bounce back from events or situations, and that's really important in these challenging times. But there's often a misconception that you are either resilient or not, here we look at the characteristics of resilient people and how you can ensure you're getting into resilient shape.
1: Thanks so much, Darren. Some people seem to have more resilience than others. I spoke last year about Thomas Edison, inventor of the light bulb, who's reported to have had tens of thousands of failures in his life, but never let it stop him from continuing his quest to develop useful inventions, which also included the phonograph, the telegraph. And the motion picture. Each of his failures taught him something, and I find it useful to pause and think what our lives would have been like if he'd just given up, and also what we might be capable of if we ensure that we never give up too easily. The benefits of being resilient are as follows resilient people recover from setbacks more easily than those with lower levels of resilience. Resilient people tend not to dwell as much on failures. They view failures and mistakes as things to learn from rather than disasters which cannot be recovered from. And so they learn more from experience than others. Resilient people tend to be happier and have a positive image of the future. And resilient people are empathetic and compassionate, but they don't worry about what other people think about them. Sounds quite a nice way to be, doesn't it? Happy, always learning, not worrying about the past able to recover from setbacks more quickly. The thing is, we can all have this. It's about taking control and ensuring we are aware of, and then focused on, the simple steps to build our own resilience. Some of these steps are as follows, according to Gavin Aubrey, who was helped by friends through a breakdown using them, and I like to call them resilience boosters. So they are learning, giving, being in the present, activity and social interaction, the rule of three. The idea is that if we want to maintain our inner strength and resilience, we keep up or maintain these booster steps. And if we're finding our inner strength or willpower is somehow decreasing, then we need to pay attention immediately and increase what we're doing in these areas to refuel the tank in effect. Learning can mean anything from reading a book or article, to taking a treasurer or other qualification. The National Institute of Adult Education says that there's an 87%, yes, 87% improvement in mental well-being when someone joins an education program. And considering 14% of us have somewhat empty resilience reservoirs, and only 14% of us are relatively full, and the rest lie somewhere in between, This is definitely something to be thinking about. And as I mentioned, any kind of learning is helpful as long as you're exercising different parts of the brain and giving it a bit of a workout. Giving, one of the other boosters, might be a present, a donation, or giving of your time and expertise. Being in the present is something you can train yourself to do more of, as looking back on the past or into the future all the time means we miss what is going on now. And activity That covers bodily movement and physical exercise is really important for our well-being and resilience but it can be as simple as a walk. Other activities such as things we enjoy like cooking, doing puzzles etc are also important and fit into that category and we should at all times have active relationships with at least three individuals or groups of family and friends. If that is decreasing then you need to actively address it. I also have a sixth resilience booster, which is hugely important. So I'm going to mention it here, as I have done many times before. Do ensure you get enough sleep. I know myself, if I don't, I just don't perform at my best. I'm less positive and more prone to being unnecessarily sensitive about things. I'm just a lesser version of me and one I'm not so proud of. And take enough breaks in the day. Five minutes as I always say, put every half hour, and no longer than 90 minutes focused on one thing, as that will help maintain resilience and increase productivity too. And you can probably think back on times where, because your resilience was low, you were in a bad place, things just seemed so difficult and you didn't cope with them well, whereas the same kinds of things you coped with very well at a different time. And that difference is what resilience can do for you. So, I'm going to repeat a story now I told last year, and it's a really memorable way of thinking about it because I think it's really relevant here. And two woodcutters sent themselves a task to see who could cut down the greatest number of trees at a given time frame. And you'll remember, we said one of the woodcutters worked tirelessly without a break, but the other one won. And the first woodcutter was naturally confused asked what had happened, and the second woodcutter replied, they stopped to sharpen their axe. So I've mentioned this a few times, but it's a really great image or example that we can hold in our heads, I think, to remind ourselves that if we don't sharpen our axes often enough, then we're not going to um, do as well as we could otherwise. There are a number of other things which psychologists and researchers say are important for resilience, and these can be summarized as being committed to your beliefs and goals, focusing only on that over which you have control and not seeing yourself as a victim seeing an issue or a setback as a temporary situation not associating one bad experience with the rest of your life nor as a trend and not blaming yourself when things go wrong but seeing things more objectively these additional areas to think about can be helped by that simple trick I've talked about a lot convincing your mind of a truth by saying that truth to your mind often enough So in this way, you can shift yourself from being a pessimist to being an optimist and reaping the benefits of that. In terms of bouncing back after setbacks, the underlying reason for this ability for me personally is also that notion of seeing everything as a temporary situation. From quite a young age, I would tell myself, Caroline, you won't feel like this in a few days' time. You can't see it now, but you know from experience that's how it is. I taught myself this quite early on as something that worked for me. So whether it was an affair of the heart, a job rejection, not getting accepted to the university of choice, I would tell myself that I knew from experience those feelings of dejection and frustration would mellow and a new day would dawn. And of course it did. So the same theme comes up again, mind talk. I tell myself things and my mind believes them. In this case, because what I'm saying is backed by experience. And it also helps to think we do have choices as to whether we view something as temporary or permanent and to see things more objectively. So in effect, summing all this up, we can choose to be resilient, but as with all things, it requires practice. And that may be difficult for us if we have ingrained ways of behaviour and of seeing the world. Back to the concept of no pain, no gain. And as Brian Bogart tells us, pain is often needed for longer-term benefit, or as he puts it, to reduce suffering. For example, the pain of going to the gym in order to have longer-term health benefits. One of the challenges within the finance community, however, is that we're trained to work under stressful conditions, and our culture, if you like, is one of not being seen as vulnerable. Often we don't even see ourselves as such. We think we can cope with whatever life throws at us, and take pride in being strong and, yes, resilient. However, issues can arise when we view the world as predefined and permanent and then disappointments, bereavements and other stresses arise and we find suddenly we can't cope. This often creeps up on us and if we're not mindful then we can be in serious trouble from both a mental and physical health standpoint. So think about the six resilience boosters and make a note or a plan or diarise them. Something that will make you remember to keep a balance with them and through them, so you don't get to a dark place, which is much more difficult to come back from. You might not think right now that that's possible, but people who've experienced it will often say they never imagined it would happen to them.
0: Thanks again, Caroline. Something we can all take control of, in fact, so we can hope you, the audience, will be taking action to boost your resilience and top up your reservoir sooner rather than later. Next up, One of the most important issues to understand and tackle, especially in times of crisis, diverse teams. Caroline will talk about the opportunities opened up by COVID-19, so please do join us in two weeks time for that.